Well, good morning, everybody. My voice is back. It's well. All is well. I, oh, that was awful last week, and it only got awfuler as the rest of the weekend played out. If you weren't here, then celebrate. <laughs> if you were here, uh, rejoice, because it's better. Glad to have you tuned to the uh, Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I'm here for the next almost an hour to answer your lawn and garden questions. I'll bet you could have figured that out. Jared Taylor running the boards, answering the phones, and my job is to answer the questions. So please give us a call right now at 888-256-1080. That's a toll-free number anywhere that you can hear me, you can call me toll-free. And let's talk about the plants in your landscape and your garden. I don't, I don't get into pastures. I don't get into waterways. You know, what, what would, can I use that won't kill the fish? That's a, a different science that, that maybe I should know, but don't because that's not normally something you deal with in urban horticulture. I guess maybe once in a long while, but, but uh, the farm supply stores can help you with that information. But my job is to help you with your landscape, your lawn, your garden, your uh, fruit and flower garden and house plants, things of that sort, things around the house, inside and out, uh, in terms of uh, landscape and garden. 888-256-1080. I've been doing this program for about 35 years. 33 stations carry the program, and so you're likely to hear calls from Amarillo, where it was freezing just a few weeks ago, to South Texas, to the uh, big country where it's going to be over 100 degrees. Oh, not ready. No, no. And uh, all around, East Texas, still beautiful. And uh, so give me a call, won't you, please? Let's fill up those four phone lines, 888-256-1080. It is approaching the middle of May. This time next week, it will be about the middle of May. Sometime in the next week, today would be a great day. If you have had crepe, myrtle, bark, scale... The insect that maybe you haven't even noticed uh, that looks like white mealybugs, look like mealybugs on the stems and uh, somewhat on the leaves, but especially on the stems and twigs of your crepe myrtle plants uh, that has just uh, become a problem in the last 10 years or so. The next step is that the, the leaves and stems turn very sticky, glossy, and the next step is what everybody panics about, and it's the least uh, offensive of all of them. And that is that the stems turn black. What happened to my crepe myrtle? It's all black. There's black mold on it. And uh, so as a result, uh, that is uh, sooty mold. And sooty mold grows in the sticky honeydew of, um, of the, uh, of the, that's exuded by the crepe myrtle bark scale. You need to use an imidacloprid uh, soil drench to get rid of the bark scale to get rid of the honeydew to get rid of the sooty mold before it ever forms. The time to apply the soil drench is now, right now. Imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. That's not going to be in big print on any label, but it is in the fine print of a lot of common insecticides. If you get into a really good garden center or hardware store or feed store, they will have several products, most likely, that have that. Use it as a soil drench around the drip line of your crepe myrtles if you have had crepe myrtle bark scale and, therefore, the sooty mold. It's not a fungicide. It's an insecticide. And right now, this time of May, is the time to apply it to prevent uh, the, uh, the, the, the problems. You don't 
get much effect later in the season. This is the time. So remember that we talked about it, and remember that the the last week, the middle week of May, prior to mid-May, would be the time to apply it. Imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. All right. One more time, I'll give you the phone number. We'll take a break. We'll go to the phones. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Um, because it's a pretty important commercial for my sponsor and for me, very important, because I am about out of my books, and uh, this is the fifth printing of my book. I need to tell you that I have a very special offer for you right now, and uh, the book is uh, normally uh, $36.95. I have it on sale at $32.95 because I want to get even Stephen out of the fifth printing of the book. Sixth printing has finished. They would like to send me the first shipment, and it will be $38.95. There is only one small change in the book, and that is the acknowledgement that February 2021 happened, that cold spell. Otherwise, the book is exactly the same. Nothing changed. And uh, so you, you really need to take advantage of this special opportunity. I've waited six months for this book to print. The supply chain nightmare of no paper was awful. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening covers every aspect of outdoor landscapes, lawns, gardens, fruit and flower, vegetable gardening, the whole works. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed in San Antonio, and I sign every copy as it sells because I opted not to put it in stores, not to put it on Facebook, and not to go through a publishing house, but to sell it directly from the printer through my garage where I sign them directly to the post office to you. So that's why I can sell it at $32.95 while supplies of the fifth printing last. Satisfaction guaranteed or a full refund, 75,000 copies sold to date, not one request for refund. Here are the two ways you can buy it since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769, or you can go to my website at neilsperry.com. That's the better way. Order it right now while you're thinking about it. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And while I have your attention, let me tell you about Mueller right now. That's uh, the Mueller people who make wonderful buildings There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. Let me tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. Mueller metal roofing and steel buildings are made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe it's even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA. With 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you are supporting local jobs, local families, ordinary hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. The uh, sirens are here at my end, folks. Don't pull off the road. 
if uh, if you think about a company that's been in business 90 years of making customers' dreams come true, they are doing things right. And that's certainly the case with Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. You'll find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They are Mueller. They're made in America. And they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. All right, once again, our phone number is 888-256-1080. Stanley in Corpus Christi, this is Neil. How may I help you? Yeah, uh, is there some general rule for caring for potted plants so that they'll look like what they looked like when we bought them? Well, uh, you don't want them to look like they look like when you bought them. You want them to look a little bigger and a little better. That's the whole purpose of growing plants. The The secrets, uh, uh, Stanley, in, in growing plants in pots is to repot them periodically. Um, I always tell people, <clears throat> pardon me, you, you want to repot a plant when it is um, approximately three to four times the height or the width of the pot it's growing in, if that makes any sense. If you have a plant that's three to four feet tall in a pot that is one foot tall, it's time to be repotted. If it's uh, a sprawling plant and it's uh, beyond three feet wide in a pot that's one foot wide, it needs a new pot. And you step it up uh, maybe two or at the most four inches in diameter each time. So as you grow a, a plant for a while, you do not want to leave it root-bound in a pot that's too small. All right, okay. so that's step one. Step two is you use a really good potting mix. I like to mix my own because I don't like the ones I find in the marketplace. They're heavy. When I pick them up, they just feel like a bag of flour. I like to yeah. have a, a mix that has uh, about, oh, probably 50 to 60% sphagnum peat moss, which is very fluffy. It's not heavy. Uh, and uh, so I'll mix that. And I'll mix about uh, probably 20 or 25% finely ground pine bark mulch. And uh, these may not add to be exactly 100, so I'll adjust accordingly. But I'll add about uh, 10 or 15% horticultural perlite, the white material that looks like popcorn. And then I will add the balance in expanded shale, 10 or 15% expanded shale. Expanded shale is a heavy material that looks like... um, ground up clay flower pots and it aerates the soil it also uh, adds uh, ballast to the pot so if you have these plants out on a balcony or a patio they don't blow over with every breeze that comes off the gulf there in corpus christi and yeah yeah. and that uh, yeah you chuckle like you've had a few breezes Um, and and that works out really well and and uh, but you can probably find a good potting soil or something pretty close to that without having to mix your own. I would go to an independent retail garden center and tell them roughly what I described to you and ask them to show you the best thing they have. And what you might do is start with that and amend it a little bit by adding some peat moss and adding some some of the things that I mentioned. Okay. So that might be yeah. an easier way to do it. But uh, yeah. do those things. And then the third thing, uh, there are about three or four tips that I can give you. The third thing is to uh, is to water thoroughly when you water and then let the plant begin to dry out ever so gently before you water again. 
Uh, the best way to tell is to feel the soil and to watch the edge of the potting soil right around the edge of the pot. It will, it will pull away from the pot just a little bit. You know how the soil pulls away from a foundation when, when, when we're in a drought? It's the oh, same yeah. thing around the inside of the pot wall, and that's the time to water. When you water a plant in a, in a pot, every, at least every third or fourth watering that you give that plant, you want to water all the way through, flush everything out so that you don't get a buildup of salts. Otherwise, it'll be like the Great Salt Lake where you just get more and more and more mineral salt. Yeah. And then okay. the fourth and final thing I can think of, of course, you want to water frequently enough that the plant ever wilts, but you also don't want to water it when it is wet. But the, the fourth and final thing is use a water-soluble uh, fertilizer that has all three elements, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, but especially the first number, the nitrogen, and to keep okay. it properly fertilized. And I do that once or twice a month. Okay. Well, I've been using this miracle Grow. That's fine. It's, That's a very good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of my problem may be uh, I'm watering too much. Maybe I've got the soil too wet. Because I, uh, I, I don't think I've, I've been watering more than what I gathered what you're saying here. Well, a lot of people do, but don't overreact. Don't go the other way. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, let me let me also maybe take some of your angst away. There are some plants that just hate us, and if you're trying to grow those, hey, let me put my arm around your shoulder and say that one's not on you. So I, I don't know what plants you're trying to grow and having trouble with. So if you know the names, maybe I can help you that way. I, I've got fern, and I've okay. got ivy, and begonia. All right. Ferns need very bright light. A lot of times when we bring them indoors, we think, oh, my, that's a, that's a shade-loving plant. I'll put it way over there in the corner. And they have to have the brightest light we have in the house. And then when we put them outdoors, they need to be in, in shade, uh, no direct sunlight, but, but not up under the steps. <laughs> so there's a, there's a good in-between area there, but not any direct sunlight and not in a dark spot indoors. Um, the... Uh, Ivy, there are all kinds of ivy when you think about all the plants that are called ivy. Do you know which one you have or which ones? No. Uh, yeah, you're, I'm going to have to leave that one to you because you have oh, everything okay. from Swedish uh, ivy to devil's ivy to poison ivy, which you probably aren't trying to grow. No, uh, that poison ivy. English ivy and, and probably 15 <laughs> What, 15 what about that begonia? Which begonia do you have? I love begonias. I grow a lot. What, which one do you have? I don't know, Neil. Are you growing it for leaves or for flowers? For flowers. All right. And uh, does it have little round leaves uh, 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 on it? Uh, I, I realize you're growing it for flowers, but are the leaves small and round and glossy? Uh, yeah, and, and they're sort of brownish. Dark, All right, brownish. that's probably bronze-leafed wax begonia. Look that up online. That's, that's the most common that we have. Are okay. these indoors or outdoors? No, outdoors. All right. The bronze wax begonia, that's begonia semper florens, wax begonia, W-A-X. Look that one up and see if that's what you have. If the plants are healthy when you get them, then they should be put where they have sunlight, I would say, until probably 9 or 10 in the morning. They will tolerate more sunlight, but you have to start early in the spring with that. You can't do it in May in Corpus Christi. That's too abrupt. Um, and and they they can't handle that big a change, but they can uh, the bronze leaf types can handle more sun than the green leaf types. 
uh, but they will handle bright light very well. When we fail with them, either the plants are not, they're not vigorous any longer, they may be too wet, they have very, they're called fibrous rooted begonias because they have tiny little roots, and if you get them too wet, that could be a problem. So I'd, I'd yeah. attack it from yeah. those different directions. Okay. Okay. Hey, All right. the deal. Thank you. This ought to fix me up. I appreciate your call uh, very, yeah, very much. Have a great it. day. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan, I'm still not seeing my call screen page, so you're going to have to tell me, I guess, each each call. Uh, let me take a break, and maybe you can do it while, I'm, while we're in break. All right, format of the break. Let me do the live ad, and then you take it from there. Uh, again, Mueller comes to mind because they're doing something extremely special right now. I want to let you know that the folks at Mueller are here for the 14th year with their free building, building to a nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. Now, this is not just any old building. It's a 4,000-square-foot building to be built by the Helping Hands of Mueller. Now, remember that term, Helping Hands. It's dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how you can enter. That's right. You get the chance to win this. Go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, inc.com. Click on Helping Hand. This is where you can complete an application about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 16th, so your time is running out. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. You can click all the way through the website to find out more about Mueller Buildings. You can click on Helping Hand to find out more about that. Again, it's Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. I'll be back with more after these messages. All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you very, very much. Kelly and I have been friends for 35 years, I guess, maybe longer. I don't know, a long time. And uh, so anyway, let's go back to the, oh, I, I need to tell you about what, what uh, my wife and I got involved with yesterday. We've been involved since the, the first year, in fact, even before that. We have an organization in the town that we live in. I, I will confess the organization was my idea, but, you know, good ideas are great only when you get people who buy in on your idea and pitch in to help. And without a team, nothing gets accomplished. The best quarterback in the world standing out in the middle of the field uh, with nobody to throw to, nobody to uh, hike the ball to him, uh, doesn't go very far, doesn't do very well. And so, uh, and I'm certainly far from the best quarterback of any project, but, but we have an organization called the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. And one of our early ideas was that we would give a one-gallon crepe myrtle to every, my wife is on school board in McKinney and has been for 39 years now. She may be the tenured school board member out of the 7,000 school board members in Texas. I married a volunteer. She's she's never been paid a dime. Of course, they're not usually. Uh, But we got the idea, let's give a one-gallon crepe myrtle to every fifth-grade student uh, as a kind of a rite of passage before they go into middle school and um, that, that they can give on, the, on Friday before Mother's Day. So yesterday was the day. This is the 17th year that we've done that. 2,000 students got their crepe myrtles yesterday and took them home to their moms. And that is the most fun. Uh, we lined up 
uh, 20 pickups, 20 volunteers, and 20 assistants to help unload, and took a caravan out of the out of the World Collection Park where we distributed those into the trucks and headed out into McKinney, all simultaneously to deliver those plants to the schools. And there are moms, I said to the group as we began loading the trucks, there are mothers out there who this will be their fifth plant that they've gotten as their kids have, have grown up. And they are so aware of that and so excited to plant these plants side by side by side by side by side. And because I hear it, they, they thank us. And it is just a lot of fun. So yesterday was a day my wife and I are exhausted. And so are the other volunteers who pitched in to help. Uh, Lynn and I went out and put the signs thanking the sponsors in front of each of the 20 elementary schools in McKinney. Um, day before yesterday, and we're going out this evening to pull them back up again, save them for next year, because a lot of the sponsors remain the same. So that's that's how we spent the last two or three days. And that's uh, that's kind of fun. All right, let's go now. Now we'll go to uh, Leyland in, uh, in Corpus Christi. Leyland, this is Neil. Thanks for calling. How can I help you? Oh, Mr. Sperry, nice to meet you <laughs> on Thank the phone. You. Look, Thank I you. wanted to touch back on something that you brought up last um, last weekend about poison ivy. And I wanted to make this a warning about how you handle this stuff. A lot of people uh, will cut poison ivy down and all this kind of thing and then go and burn it. Well, uh, we had a situation back in Mississippi where my other home is, and it hit the state um, television and everything, radio station, a warning about not to burn this stuff. And uh, what you do, what happens is if you're standing downwind of that mess, you can get that poison ivy all over your exposed body parts, okay? Yeah. The oil into your, yeah, into smoke, your lungs right? as well. And the, that was the next part of my point, into mm. the lungs. And there were people that nearly died ending up in the hospital with the poison ivy in the lung. Yeah. So um, this, is, this isn't something to take lightly. This is a deadly thing you're playing with, Eric Kennedy. Uh, no, I, it, I get it. that. It's a it's the oil in the uh, all the parts. The oil, of the yes, and it yeah. gets airborne, and it's volatile. Absolutely. It sure is. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, uh, I under uh, I understand completely. Both my father and my uncle were PhD botanists, and they both uh, harped on that. And okay, I'm uncle, glad to hear it. Uncle well, John, right. <laughs> Uncle John made the comment once uh, to to the class I was taking under him at A and M that uh-huh. you never want to assume that you are resistant or immune to poison ivy because no. there may be something in your physiology that day. You may be coming down mm-hmm. with a cold that changes your resistance, and so don't ever assume. Well, I'm going to tell you something about that. There are people who go handle it and say, see, I can just handle this stuff. It doesn't bother me. I'm not allergic to it. What yeah. they've got their hands on is Virginia creeper. No, it could be they poison ivy, very and, much- and, and they and they come down with it because they are coming down with a cold, and all of a sudden, both yeah. of them get them. Okay. So, yeah, I, yeah, I understand, and Virginia creeper is Parthenocissus uh, kinkifolia, five-parted. Right. Uh, but it sometimes has three-parted leaves as well, so they can be very confusing. Well, i got to tell you, when I was they- teaching high – hang on just a second. When I was teaching high school in Ohio, my favorite job of my life, I was teaching in a vocational high school, I had kids who uh-huh. might have been dropouts. They were smart, but they might have been dropouts uh, if, uh-huh. if we hadn't had some vocational training. And I loved those kids. I took them out uh, various places to do job site work. And one of them was uh, to, to make ready for some landscaping in, in a new home site. And they came across a, a, a 
piece of poison ivy, a, a vine. And I was <laughs> on the other side of the house helping uh, lay out some plants that were going to be planted. And Eddie, who always tested fate, uh, said to one of the kids, I can eat that stuff. And so we didn't see Eddie for about a week. He, he went to the hospital. Eddie went to the hospital twice in my class. And you, you'd think I would have learned. Eddie also went to the apple orchard and the man was showing us how to, uh, how he made apple cider in the big press. And Eddie, uh, Eddie drank a lot too much apples, fresh apple cider. (laughs) We didn't see Eddie for another week. Uh, so I decided I will not, I will not, when I'm on field trips, Eddie is staying by my side. <laughs> I got to run. You know I have some calls behind you, but I appreciate your warning very much. Well, one well more made. thing about the poison ivy, real yes, quick. Sir. With the clothing, wear jeans or something, long pants and long sleeve shirt, and yeah. a pair of washable gloves because you want to throw away gloves. Off. Yeah, one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, take them and, and wash them in a washing machine with nothing else in it, strong. Strong yeah. liquid or whatever washing powder and detergent, and then uh, a good cup or two of vin- white vinegar. Yeah, okay. if I didn't so, say almost all that, I don't normally say the vinegar, but if I didn't say all that, it's a miracle because I always do. If you look on my website, my FAQ uh-huh. uh, on poison ivy, you'll see all of that. I believe it. So, okay, got well, run. Appreciate your comments. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. Let me get. Thank I don't you. want people to have to wait too long. Let me see. I have uh, Diana in Brenham. Diana, this is Neil. Good morning. Diana, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. All right. You're 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 on the air, girl. Oh, good, good, good. Well, listen, I've been meaning to call you for a couple of weeks. We've been too busy. But recently, I would say two, three weeks ago, we here in Brenham had just an invasion of tent caterpillars mm-hmm. in such that they were all over the ground. They were all in people's pools. They were just like almost everywhere you went, you just saw these tent caterpillars and they were falling and et cetera, et cetera. And they've now di- gone. They've disappeared. But my question was, what do we have to look forward to because of this invasion we had this spring? All right. Let me ask you, there are lots of types of tent caterpillars. Did these make webs or not make webs? Well, we haven't seen any webs. I All have right. not seen any webs. So All I don't right. know. You had, I've never seen you had a type. Yeah. You had a type called forest tent caterpillars that will be on the trunks of trees and not so much up eating the uh, the foliage on the, uh, just stripping the foliage like the the uh, uh, like the the ones that we're more familiar with that are so so ugly and disfiguring and I I would have been surprised to have seen them two weeks ago so that's what what gave me the clue uh, you'll see another round of them another year maybe later this year uh, it's just a part of life cycle uh, I see them in my landscape I live in a pecan forest and I see them occasionally maybe once every couple of years it's nothing i worry about by the time i see them they're usually on the trunk of the tree and they will uh, be in a glob of of caterpillars just all together on the trunk and Mm -hmm. uh, by then they're through feeding and they're not as much a a threat to my pecans pecan trees and i wouldn't call any of them a threat but they're not as disfiguring as the ones that make the big uh, um, webs up on the ends of the branches I, I wouldn't worry okay. about it. They're, if they're gone, they're gone. And if your pool is uh, usable now, then go take a swim. Relax. Oh, oh that's going to be yeah, hot. I, I didn't know if they were going to do something else this year. Because I've lived in Texas all my life, and I've never seen them. So I was like, well, they've this been is there. weird. 
Okay. Been there. Okay. Well, I yeah, guess we, we have a lot of weird insects. Here. We have a lot of weird people. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We won't talk that's about what, that. Yeah, that's what makes us a wonderful state. Have a okay. have a great well, day. You, you, so you have you have you, you have bigger things to worry about, whatever they are. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so much. welcome. Have a good day. Bye bye. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. My book is is available to you, but not in stores and not on Amazon. You have to buy it directly from me, and that's not because I want to make every last dime. Quite the opposite. I was trying to save you money because I bypassed a publisher who would have sucked money out. I bypassed a distributor who would have wanted his, his or her fair share. I bypassed the stores. I bypassed all of that, truckers, all of that. I mean, I have to pay one trucker to deliver from San Antonio, where it's printed, to my garage. That's it. And then I sign the books, and I pay, take them myself directly to the post office. And uh, so that's it. So this is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Chapter 1 is the basics of landscaping, here in, of gardening, all gardening here in Texas, all kinds of horticulture. Chapter 2 is something I've never put in a book before. It's a, um, a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, both organically and inorganically. Chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Each of those chapters took me four to six weeks to write. It took me a lifetime to learn what I put into this book. It's the best work of my career. Not bragging, I'm just stating at my level, whatever level you choose to think that is, this is the best I can do. I can hand it to you and say, this is the best I can can give to you. 75,000 copies sold so far, each of them with a money-back guarantee or full refund, and nobody has asked for a refund. So I think people are satisfied. 344 pages of high-quality paper, 840 of my photographs. It's a hardback printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions, bound in San Antonio by University Book uh, Universal Book Bindery. That's what you're getting. Uh, but you have to order it directly from my website or from by calling my office. The office number, if you care to do that, is 800-752-GROW. But it is uh, Monday through Friday. 800-752-4769. Office is closed right now. If you prefer, and I hope you will, order directly from my website. And that way you'll have it done. You'll know you got it. And that is to go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And I have forgotten the most important part of this. These are fifth printing books that are marked down to $32.95 while supplies last. The only thing different between the fifth and sixth printing are two paragraphs that refer to the cold spell of February 2021. Just saying we had a cold spell in February 2021 and saying that you need to follow the zone hardiness map from 1990 by the USDA. And I even had that map in the book already. So there you go. You need to get this when it's still 32.95. It will become 38.95 when we sell out of these fifth printing. Again, the best place to get it, neilsperry.com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Back to the phones right now. We go to Tony in Iola. Tony, this is Neil. Good morning. 
Uh, Neil Spray, how you doing? Um, uh, Neil, I've got a question about our oak trees. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, four years ago at one of our properties, we lost four oak trees. Uh, they just lost their leaves all, all at the same time in the middle of the summer. Um, I took a picture of them, sent them to an arborist. He told me that, that they um, were damaged from the from the um, the drought in 2011, and there was nothing that he could do about it. And so uh, he never even came out. Well, we ended up cutting them down, and they had um, what looked like grub worms in them. And so then uh, on another one, our property here, we lost four oak trees two years ago, and they just died, and we have no reason why. And then last week in a storm, uh, after the windstorm, one of our oak trees that, that it, it has leaves and everything on it just fell over, and the root system just looks like it's rotten. Do I need to call an arborist? Well, you certainly can do that, and, and hopefully somebody will come. You might be able to get somebody out of A&M to come look. But let me let me ask a few questions first. Uh, I have one more break I need to get in, so I've got to be mindful of time. I'll warn you. Sure. Uh, these are post oaks? I, I, I believe they are. The, the, they lose their leaves every winter. And well, they, okay, uh, well, almost have... all oaks do, so that's not going to help me much. You need to Google... You need to Google. Hang on, let me let me finish a couple things here. Uh, you need to Google Quercus stellata. Q U E R C U S S T L S T E L A T A. I think I don't think any double. I don't think any double consonants in there. Post oak. Uh, post. I grew up in College Station, so I'm well familiar with post oaks and with your area. Um, Post oaks are flat earth society trees. That's the way I've always referred to them. They look fine. They look fine. They look fine. They're dead. They go off the edge. They don't give you any warning. Most trees go downhill over a period of time, and then they die. The, uh, the, the drought of 2011 was historic and biblical, and it killed thousands of post oaks. It didn't kill them that year. It killed them in successive years. One of the one of the things that happened was they uh, succumbed to a disease called hypoxylin canker, um, and I'll I'll try that one. It has an L in it. It's H Y P O X L O N. I think that may be a double L. I'm not sure. I'm just doing this without writing it first. If you go to arborological.com, arborological services in the Dallas Fort Worth area. They have an outstanding write-up on hypoxylin canker, showing it and explaining uh, what happens. Um, so I would do that. They have the best write-up that I have seen, better than anything else I've found through the universities. Um, but that's that's it. If you hire an arborist to come out and look, they may end up saying this: these are just old trees. Their life expectancy is one of the shortest of all the oaks. I, I guess it to be 75 to 80 years, maybe 100 years, judging from uh, the trees I watched as a, as a child. My dad co-founded the Range and Forestry Department at Texas A&M. I paid a lot of attention to the trees around the university. So that's where I can, that's where I can get you started. Uh, but I'll bet that's it. And, and the grubs came in way after the fact. They, they moved in because it was uh, easy living in there. Okay. Okay. So the one that fell over the other day, we don't know why. I mean, it, it was green. It, when you can look at it, it looks like the, there's no roots in it. 
Well, the roots were deteriorated for whatever the reason, and and uh, that's it had no yep. support. I don't know on that one, but if they're yep. old trees, if they're old trees, they just die. I saw I mowed yards in College Station as a kid, and it would happen in yards I was mowing. All of a sudden, I'd go back two weeks later, and one of the trees I'd been mowing around was dead. They had to have somebody come take it down. So anyway, but I would see if you can get an arborist out of the university, somebody out of out of forestry or somewhere there. Good luck. I must All run. Right. I really appreciate your call. Folks, you need to sign Thank up you. for Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's on my website. It is free and always will be. And uh, I will never spam you or give or sell your email address to anybody. Uh, there is a lot of good information there. It's like a weekly garden section directly to your email. We have 80,000 subscribers. We need you there. You always have a featured plant of the week. You always have questions of the week. And you always have gardening this weekend where I point out the things that you need to do that weekend in your landscape and garden. Neil Sperry's eGardens at Neil Sperry. Dot com. That's where you buy my book at that sale price, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come back with a 30-year paint warranty. But True Value never stops at just a true uh, quality product at a reasonable price. That True Value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. They understand at Mueller that buying a steel building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. And Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today, 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553, or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much couple of things. We're not going to have time to take another call now. A couple of things. First and foremost, and most important of all, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day tomorrow. I hope it's a great day. If your mom is still where you can reach her, then do something wonderful for her. If she isn't, then think something wonderful about her and do something wonderful for another mom. That's a good way to do it. Um, secondly, if you have new plants that you have set out in the last two months, new shrubs, new trees, water them by hand. It's going to be very warm. Get a water bubbler or a water breaker and water them deeply. If they came out of five-gallon pots, put five gallons of water on them every couple of days, now through October. You're going to have to do that by hand. Sprinkler irrigation alone is not enough. I'm on a big campaign to help you save the new plants that you have invested in. The ones that are most prone to being lost due to inadequate watering are hollies of all kinds and magnolias because they really don't wilt noticeably. Dylan, thank you for a great job today. To all of you, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.